There's a battle brewing over federal plans to introduce a cap on coal prices. The Prime Minister wants the states to cap the price of coal to reduce energy costs. And he's taking the issue to the National Cabinet on Wednesday. What we aren't sympathetic for, though, is the idea that you have this massive windfall gain and that somehow that's occurring at the same time as businesses and people are doing it tough. But with a lot of state revenue at stake, at least two jurisdictions, New South Wales and Queensland, have already said they'll be wanting compensation. So what will the coal caps really mean for the states and are they the best way to reduce power prices? Tennant Reid is the Principal National Advisor with AI Group, Australia's Peak Industry Association, as well as CEO of the Energy Efficiency Council. He's also recently returned from COP27 in Sharm el-Sheikh, where he says this issue of energy prices dominated talks. Welcome to RN Drive. Good to be with you and your listeners. Tennant, the federal plan for states to cap coal is still in early stages, so we're pretty scant on detail. But generally speaking... Are price caps on coal a good idea? Well, given the seriousness of the energy affordability crisis that's in front of us, we do have to look at all the options and we can't just look at them, we've got to do something. All the options that are fast are a bit bad in different ways. All the options that make the most long-term sense around accelerating energy transition are going to take some time to take effect. We are looking at wholesale electricity prices next year in New South Wales and Queensland especially that are around four times higher than they looked like they were going to be a year ago. That is going to put households and business under a lot of pressure and one way or another, whether it is impacting the prices or helping people to afford them, something has got to be done. So, Coal caps, gas price caps, these are not things that we all thought we would be talking about. They do have some hairs on them, to say the least, but they cannot be lightly dismissed. We have to do something effective to help energy users in this country. Well, the states are still assessing what uh, such a cap on coal prices might mean for them and, more importantly, for their royalties. Uh, But Matt Keane, the New South Wales Energy Minister and Treasurer, says... Cost of energy is a federal responsibility, not one that the states should have to bear. Is he right? Well, uh, we've seen some pretty confused lines of responsibility on energy over the past few years. At different times, uh, the, the states and the feds have sought to take the lead on this. I don't know that uh, my members uh, across uh, Australian industry are that interested in who is responsible for what. I think all governments have got a responsibility to work together to sort this situation out. Now, they, they do control different levers, different parts of the puzzle. They do have to work together to get this done. Uh, And I'm sure that is going to involve some trade-offs between governments Uh, I'm not entirely sure why New South Wales and especially Queensland think that they have a lot to lose out of a response here because uh, Queensland is already spending quite a lot of money to help energy users and they would have to spend a lot more if the full scale of these price increases is actually realised next year. So they have a lot to gain uh, as well in effective action. 
But I think it was Keating who said never get between the states and a bucket of money. Um, <laughs> Queensland does get a pretty decent return on coal royalties. You can understand their concerns, can't you? So one of the things that's not clear here is exactly which prices are going to be capped because Queensland and New South Wales export a vast amount of coal and Queensland a vast amount of gas overseas. That is by far the overwhelming bulk of the gas and the coal that is produced in the eastern half of the country for export. Now, the concern that uh, the government, the federal government has got, and frankly, these state governments also have, is the impact on domestic usage of those fuels. Uh, So it's perfectly possible for export earnings and the royalties that those states get from them uh, to hold up perfectly fine uh, with a better deal for domestic consumers. The alternative to doing something about the prices is to provide financial assistance to households and businesses who will be hit by those prices. And that won't come cheap either. So one way or another, there's, there's going to be a cost uh, to, to doing something. Uh, but the, the idea that uh, compensation for export earnings needs to be paid really assumes that there's going to be an impact on those earnings. And that's not at all clear. Do you think a cap on coal prices could help bring down your energy bill? On RN Drive, Tenant Reed from AI Group is with you. Tenant Reed, how would coal caps, uh, coal price caps, impact the people you represent, Australian industry and manufacturers? So uh, they will impact via the electricity market and the prices that we pay for wholesale electricity. The way that market is set up constantly tries to meet demand with the cheapest stack of suppliers who bid into the market, but the most expensive of the suppliers that's called on sets the price that all suppliers get. So if coal generators who are still needed, despite our transition to renewable energy, it hasn't gone far enough yet that we can do without uh, these large coal generators, if their costs go up because they are buying coal that could just as easily go to export, uh, then the price of every unit of electricity in the market goes up. And uh, we are seeing uh, members get uh, electricity price offers for their next contract that are twice or three times what their last contract was. For households, the percentage increases won't be as large because of the balance of wholesale electricity versus paying for the poles and wires in a household bill, but they will be big. The Treasury uh, projected something like a 50-56% increase in electricity prices across the next uh, two years, and that is that is on the money as far as the futures markets can tell us. So this is going to hurt. Now, some businesses will not be able to pass those costs on because of international competition, but, of course, This is a global energy crisis. It is driven ultimately by the invasion of Ukraine and what that has done to global energy markets. So some businesses, their competitors will be in the same boat and they will be able to pass those costs on, but that ultimately means more costs sheeting home to households. So doing something about this is pretty important. Take your point that something has to be done. You said before that price caps, uh, (laughs) the the concept of price caps still had some hairs on it. What else could be done? Are price caps the only way to reduce energy prices at the moment 
Or is there some other policy you can introduce, some other lever you can pull to reduce energy prices for manufacturers and for households? So people have talked about a a lot of options. They broadly fit into a few categories. So there's different ways of trying to uh, directly regulate or or, or impact the price, some of those through the tax system, some of them through regulatory command and control. You've got uh, options to actually reduce the volume of coal or gas going to export. Those are very sensitive options. They would make a lot of people, including especially our trade partners, unhappy amidst the global energy crisis. But there's been a lot of discussion of of that, the the so-called gas trigger um, or the, the gas security mechanism is an example of that. You could provide financial assistance or compensation to vulnerable energy users and we would be talking something like five to nine billion dollars over the next three years just to help the 10% most vulnerable energy users. So not small change. Uh, you could help uh, energy users to cut their actual uh, need for energy. We have a lot of very inefficient households. Uh, in, or house, housing in this country is poorly insulated, poorly heated. Uh, we could do a lot of upgrades. It's, it's tough to do that fast at a large enough scale to make a difference. And of course, we could speed up our adoption of, uh, of renewable energy. Um, that takes a lot of doing too. So probably what you're looking at, uh, even with this discussion this week about price caps, is actually a package of things where any price caps or or other measures that are very interventionist hand off over time to faster energy transition. And of course, we do expect maybe mid-decade, maybe slower than that, uh, global prices for gas and for coal to fall to more normal levels, but there's no relief in the next couple of years unless policy changes quite dramatically. We'll have to see what happens at National Cabinet this week. Tenant Reid, thanks for your time. It's a pleasure. That's Tenant Reid, Principal National Advisor with AI Group and CEO of the Energy Efficiency Council. And on my earlier interview on a potential cap on coal, uh, Patrick from Canberra says, totally gobsmacked by the Tenant Reid interview just now. So costs of producing electricity have barely moved, except down in the case of renewables. But the prices are going up by 50, 100 or 150% just because they can. Price gouges, the lot of them. And apologies, I also need to make a correction. My team and I accidentally gave Tenant Reid from AI Group an extra job earlier. He is not the CEO of the Energy Efficiency Council. He's the Head of Climate, Energy and Environment Policy at AI Group. Sorry, Tenant, for dramatically increasing your stress levels. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.